Good morning, my loves, my sweet. Hello, my darling. Oh, I thought that was going to be a little Irish accent there, but did you start and then not do it? I didn't. Because, you know, it's going to be St. Patrick's Day soon. Faith and Bicar. Oh, there we go. Hi, everyone. It's Mondays with Mike and Mary. Welcome. I'm Mike. <laughs> we figured that out, dear. Okay. <laughs> Thank is... you for coming to the podcast. We love having you. Yeah, we're kind of in a silly mood today. This is our chance to share what we heard and learned from one another on our R-Squared coaching calls. If you don't know anything about R-Squared coaching, check it out. Get online, Google us, floydwickman.com, and you could be part of the most results-getting, most amazing, smart group of people. We've got the best coaching program in the universe. So, yeah. each week we share a parade of techniques and an Ask the Experts question. You said what we heard. And, and learned. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking. And oh, brother. Did you, have, did you hear a buzz on your calls? Everybody's buzzing about the coronavirus and Wall Street and how volatile the financial markets are. And you know what? Now's a great time to buy real estate and buy stocks, too. Look at what stocks do. They go up and down. How many times have we said that? Like all financial markets has a tendency to go up and down and up and down. It's always been that way. It's always going to be that way. And just forget about it. Keep your head down. Put your blinders on. Do the work. And it did not come up once. No? On any of my calls. Uh, It was on all mine. We got our nose to the grindstone. (laughs) All right, well, so do you good. have a parade of techniques to share? I sure do. I heard, All right. I heard a phrase uh, I've never heard before. What's that? The, uh, the question was about clarifying inclusions and exclusions on contracts. All right. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. Who is responsible for making sure you communicate that clearly so there's no questions? And the answer was, use a contract manager. I'd never heard that phrase, but that's a thing out there. There are people who will manage your contract for you and send summaries of inclusions and exclusions and whatever whatever other things are going on in your contracts. They manage the I think that's called a closing coordinator by a lot of people, but there are those who specialize as contract managers and will help you avoid all those little communication snafus that can happen now and again when people say, oh, that was included, or oh, I forgot, and you'll have fewer arguments over used appliances and such. So I like the idea. A contract manager. Okay. I guess I'm confused. I have been listening carefully. If you've been watching my face, you know that. Why would you need that? Because the contract is the contract. Like, you should be familiar with your contract. Oh, because after the fact, people say, I forgot. I forgot that was included. So Even what? though it was listed. Well, what is a manager going to do about that? Send email summaries. Make sure everybody is clear about what was communicated. Eh. All right. Well, I have a better parade of techniques than you then today. I'll be the judge. <laughs> no, our <laughs> listeners shall. Here's my parade of techniques. We have a student who got a call in listing, and this property was priced at $399 with a co-broke at 5% commission. So, and it expired. It did not sell. Duh. All right. 
well, it was overpriced. I didn't mention that, did I? So, overpriced and under-commissioned? Yeah. And it expired. Yeah. What a shock. So here's what our Wickman student did. Uh, she took all the data. Um, she pulled from January 1st of 2019. She printed everything out in color because it had more impact, and she wanted to make sure she communicated. The wonderful world of color. That's right. So she walked out of the house with a $300,000 listing. All right. At 7%. Now you're talking. And when they said to her, uh, will you take less commission? Guess what she said? She's so Wickman. One she word? said, no. <laughs> so that's the dialogue, right? And just a reminder, will you take less? The, the answer is no, but you say it as though, no, that's it. And then you resume. So it's got that little <laughs> in there. Thank you, Floyd Wickman, who taught all of us that. It's all in the delivery. And it still works. This oh, is yeah. what I love about Wickman's stuff. It never goes out of style. Right. It works consistently. It doesn't matter the price range. It doesn't matter the city, the state, the market. Oh, I love it. And I love that our student is going to get paid. And you know what I love about that dialogue? It's easy to remember. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to memorize But you a lot. do have to work on the delivery because some people go, no, or no, no, no. right. You can yeah. deliver that incorrectly. So yes. work on your delivery. And the wrong facial expression That's right. doesn't work either. That's right. And then, of yeah. course, once you deliver that technique, you always go resume. Yep. That's right. Assume it worked. For sure. How about ask the experts? Yeah. Can I go first? Oh, sure. Because I have two of them that conflated. Oh, again? Yes. Because one like was before the fact and one was after the fact. Okay. The before the fact one was, I'm behind. On my goal? How do I ramp up my business? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm behind on my transaction goal. Okay. I got to ramp up my business. What do I do? Great. And the second one was, I'm ramping up my business. <laughs> By going on listing appointments outside of my book of business. Okay. Which is what we've been telling people you got to do. Your book of business is your foundation. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, but you can't stalk them and harass them and ask them for more business once a week. Three to four times a year. Exactly. And it doesn't always provide 100% of what you need. Right. So, and we do have to replenish the people in our book of That's business. That's right. So you are going to be going on listing appointments with quote, strangers. That means people who are either not your friends and family or were referred to you and validated by your friends and family. Correcto Those mongo. people have never met you before. Right. To whom you are virtually a stranger. And this is kind of a new experience for this agent. So her question was, this is new territory for me. Should I do anything differently? I'm just used to going on friends and family and referrals. What do I need to do differently? Guess what advice she got? Well, you don't really want me to guess because it would take three minutes of time for me to tell you what I would say. So let's hear what your team said. Well, it all started with this. Just follow the format ah, that you yes. got from Floyd. Ring the doorbell, smile, pay him a compliment, take, take the, kitchen him to the kitchen table, table. break the ice, break use the your ice. polka, you know, take out your questions. Uh, print follow out our Wickman process. You bet. Print out your top three sold comps. So that they see those because pricing is going to be an important point once you get to it. But do pricing at the right time. You know, it's premature to do pricing when you walk in the door. Um, listen and take notes. When you're when you're working with friends and family, you've got to 
Use extra professionalism. When you're working with strangers, you got to make them your friends. Show them that you care. Your friends and family already know you care. But the strangers, you got to work on showing them that you care. The best way to do that, and you know Floyd taught us that, is listen. Ask lots of questions in your pre-qualifying. And listen, listen, listen. And take notes from what they say. Use that reflective listening. Next, practice, drill, and rehearse. Practice, drill, and rehearse. Next, pre-qualify on the phone. Make sure you go into extensive questioning on the phone before you go out there. Make sure you send a pre-appointment package that sells you, that familiarizes them with you. Make sure you listen to your on-the-way recording when you're on the way to remind you of what to do every step of the way. Hey, if someone wanted that, how would they get a hold of that? Oh, that's in student resources. And if somebody really wanted it right right away, well, email us and we'll send you a link to it. And you can download it, put it on your phone, listen in the car, on the way. Info at floydwickman.com. You bet. Here's what someone else said. I love this. Friends and family are like practice presentations for those people I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Uh, someone else said this. This I thought How many was people kinda... are on your team? This is like the 12th or 14th yeah. piece of advice. I love it. I send the comps in advance with a note that says, together we'll find the window of value for your home. Now that might be a little risky. Don't we teach that we don't even have to show comps if we've got the right presentation? Yep, we Okay, do. so this is just another viewpoint. It's an idea. I'm opening my mind. Yeah, good. And then it was, of course, my turn. <laughs> and here's what I said. When Floyd did 86 listings a year on average for seven years, he didn't get them all. He only got two out of five. Now, with friends and family, his close rate was higher. But with strangers, and most of his listings initially were one cold call here, one FISBO there, one expired there. He was, two, he was 40%. You know, I track numbers, you track numbers, we watch them, we troubleshoot. Most of our people are doing way better than 50%, oh, sometimes yeah. 70, 80, even 90% close rate. Because they're working their book of business. Yes, exactly. With strangers, anticipate that your close rate's going to be lower. And don't let that throw you off. What you do is you take that listing appointment checklist that we made out, A through Z, from the time you get the appointment on the phone till the time you leave, leave the house. And you do a little self-coaching after every listing appointment. And not only do you go through the steps, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do this? Make a note of how long you were at the house. Make a note of what hesitations you get and how you handled them. And the more you can be giving yourself immediate feedback on your performance, the quicker you're going to get better at your listing presentation. God, I forgot that I used to do that. Yes. I park around the corner after I left the house. Exactly. But I didn't have the checklist because that wasn't invented when I was selling houses. But uh -huh. I did review my tools and see what I used and what I didn't, what I forgot, what mm -hmm. I should have said, 
oh, I forgot about that. And did you ask them for a referral and who do they know? Yeah, yeah. Th that belongs in, in there. And that's what coaching is. It's immediate feedback on performance. Think about athletes. That's why they have a coach watch them. Yeah. Because we give them immediate feedback. You know, take us with you on your appointments. Use that listing appointment checklist. And that's like having us with you. Having Floyd sit next to you in the car on the way back to, the, to your home or your office saying, did you do this? How about this? How'd you handle this? That's, that's how you get better quicker. I like it. What's your SC experts? Oh, today? we've got a student who got a listing, uh, $389,000, and it's more than what she wanted to list it for. She thought it should sell for three sixty. dollars Was that that 5% one you talked about no, earlier? No. I'm, uh, okay. Are you conflating mine? You mm. can conflate your own, but not mine. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, no, this is a different story. So $389,000, she wanted it at three sixty. dollars It's She told them we need to get price adjustments as we go. But they come. she won this listing uh, by beating out either four or five other people. So at the point of listing, she did not do what she would normally do, which is to get built-in price reductions. Uh -huh. She discussed it but kind of glossed over it on the day it was listed. So it's now been four months. There has not been a lot of activity. The sellers are, it's a, a vacant house. They've already moved to a different city. Oh boy. They are not pressuring her. In fact, she has asked for a price reduction and she sent them another email a week ago saying, you know, we need to talk. We want to re reduce the price to which they've not responded. So now what do you do? So this is the advice she got. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to be in your new town on such and such a date. Let's meet. Negotiate money face-to-face. -face. How, how many times has Floyd told us that? A billion, million, yeah. kajillion. Here's the next piece of advice she got. I, I'd send him a text saying, I have an urgent matter to discuss with mm -hmm. you. Here's the next piece of advice she got. Did you get my email? I'm concerned about you. And, and, and all of that is good. And all of that is, you know, I think the power of... Ask the experts is we hear from each other. We are, this happened so many times yesterday. On every call, at least once this happened, where what the advice was changed and morphed when we all threw our hat in the ring, when all of us, like Napoleon Hill says, mm -hmm. come together in a spirit of harmony. There is a higher intelligence created, a third mind that is created. And so here's, here's what I think she should do in this situation. First of all, they did get that email, I'm sure. And they know exactly why she's wanting to meet because she wants a price reduction. And they are not, they don't want to reduce the price, right? I mean, that's why they haven't answered, right? Probably. Of course. So two things. Number one, first of all, it's not okay for them to ignore you. So in my opinion... What you need to do is you need to reach out every single day until they answer saying, I'm worried. Are you okay? Are you in the hospital? Did something happen to you? Because our clients must talk to us. It's not okay for them to hide or to ignore. It's been eight days. Hello. You have to make them talk to you. But here's the other thing. They don't have to reduce the price. This property doesn't expire until May. Would you be willing to 
take a one-year listing and be paid on this a year from now? And the answer the agent said was, well, yeah, I would. So I think that's okay. What's the difference between 389 and 360 at 5%? 8%? I mean, I'm you're the math guy better than me. I, I It's not way, way, way overpriced. And if they're not urgent, if they're perfectly willing to have it sit there vacant, they're paying T&I, you know, their mortgage is paid off. So they're paying taxes and insurance. I, I vote quit pressuring them. Just wait. You're going to get paid eventually. Stay on their good side. Keep doing your marketing, though, without spending a lot of time or energy or money marketing. So do stuff, you know, like a Facebook boost and let them know. I did that three times this month. What does that cost you? Five dollars? Seller doesn't know how much that costs. No. But it seems like, wow, you did that for me? Do things like change the picture every two weeks, the, the promo picture. Um, do things that are easy and don't take a lot of time and don't cost you a lot of money. Report to the seller what you're doing and what your results are and be patient. You know, our job is to accomplish what the seller wants. But because, I don't know, I just feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to do. They don't want to lower the price. I don't have a problem with that as long as I've got a long enough listing. So anyway, I just thought that was a really great conversation, discussion we had. And I bet there's some people that are listening that have got a situation that's somewhat similar where the seller isn't as motivated as the agent, you know? And as long as you get paid eventually, it's okay with us, right? I wish I'd been in on that conversation. Do you have input? Well, it's not input on that situation. It's input on what do you do going forward? You know, those who don't learn from history are what doomed do to repeat it. Exactly. That's right. And when do you fix a problem like that? At the time of listing. Well, yeah. Not four months later. Well, yeah. Right? You ask that question. What's the maximum length of time you folks are willing to wait without getting an offer before we adjust the price? Yeah, I think sometimes... And let them set the timetable. This is an agent that knows her Wickman stuff. And yeah. I think normally she would have done that. I think it was that unique circumstance where you, you know, you, whew, I beat out these other people. I don't sure. want to rock the boat. You know, she got her full commission. She just didn't get the price she wanted. But anyway, I I think it's, it's all good, isn't it? You know, put the seller's needs first, ahead of our own. Yeah. Let them set it up. Yeah. And do what they need. Yeah. Good conversation. Good thinking. For sure. By the way, if you know somebody who needs coaching, who's behind, we have some seats open. So send them to floydwickman.com. Have them look at our R Squared website pages. It gives you all the details you need to make up your mind whether or not this kind of coaching would be the thing to get you back on track. And we would appreciate it. Go have yourselves a wonderful week. Bye.